You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Greg Rubenstein. Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He has been serving as an executive officer for the New York Chiropractic Council. For his hard work and dedication, he was selected as the recipient of the Beacon Award, which is the highest award given by the New York Chiropractic Council, also known as Chiropractor of the Year for New York State. He also serves as a board member of Friends of Fresh and Green Academy, a nonprofit organization that does extensive charity work in education in Ethiopia. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S., and he's also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. And today, we're going to talk about a very important topic, health resolutions for 2019. Hello, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. Can't believe 2019 is almost upon us. This is amazing. I know. It's it's really unbelievable. It's going by so fast. So, okay. People listening to this podcast are probably looking for suggestions on how to create some New Year's resolutions related to health and wellness. So let's start with what seems to be the most common goal, to lose weight. How should people set a realistic weight loss goal? Um, That's a fair question. Um, You know, one of the things that I always talk about, and if you listen to any podcast before, it's really about commitment. Um, Anytime you're looking to change anything in your life, You need to be committed to it, and you need to make a commitment to a program and stay with it. That seems to be the hardest thing, and really what it all comes from is the internal motivation because we've all known people who've tried to quit smoking. We all know that smoking is bad for you. The people who are smoking know that smoking is bad for them and that it makes their breath smell and it's not good for their teeth, yet they do it anyway because internally they are not ready to quit. And the one thing I know is that it's an inside-out decision to make that decision to quit. It's not something that I can tell someone to do. So they need to be ready to set those goals. And losing weight is simple. You need to exercise more and you eat less. Now, some people will need some guidance. And there are plenty of people out there who can you know, work with you on weight loss. We um, have a registered dietitian in our office named Diane who is absolutely amazing. And I watch her patients come in and go. And, and I see the actual changes in their bodies. Um, I've recently um, achieved a, a weight loss goal. I, I lost 30 pounds um, over the course of two years. And I worked very hard at it. I just made some basic changes to my diet and stuck with them. And as you stay with a program, it just gets easier and easier. So it's really about the internal motivation. And that's what's going to help you set that, that realistic goal. So when you're ready to make the change, then you set the goal and then you actually work with a health professional if you're having trouble achieving it. But honestly, it's just having that motivation and being ready to go at that given time. And setting a new fitness goal is also a very popular resolution. Should fitness goals be set in smaller, more attainable increments, or is it better to set the bar high right out of the gate? 
Well, some people like to set these big, high, you know, right out of the gate goals, which is fine. If you say, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds, then you got to come up with a plan on how to do it, right? So you got to have goals, but you need to find out what the end game is and then work backwards from it. One of the uh, parallels that I see is something that we always talk about in like financial, um, you know, security and retirement, right? You need to figure out, well, how much money do I need to retire? Do I need to have $2 million or do I need $500,000? Whatever that number is, let's say it's $100,000 that I need to retire, and I know that's a low number, but it's a nice round number and it's easy to work with. Well, if I know that I have you know, 40 years from when I start to work in my 20s and I need to make that $100,000, then I'm just going to break it up into those increments and then know how much I need to make each year or how much, not how much I need to make, how much I need to set aside for me. So if my goal is to lose 30 pounds in 30 weeks, then I'm going to break that up into, all right, I need to lose one pound a week. And then after 30 weeks, I'm actually going to be at my goal weight. So breaking it up is the good idea, but you need to know what your end game is so then you can plan accordingly. And I find that that's the best way to set a fitness goal, particularly with weight loss. So very simple. And dieting, working out, correcting a spine, whatever it is, it just takes commitment, repetition, figure out what the end game is, and then break it up into appropriate action steps that are actually achievable on the short term. Because if you just set one big goal and you don't monitor the progress, it's going to be much harder to get there. Goals are basically your destination, and then planning is the roadmap that will actually get you there. Okay, awesome. Now, many healthy people do not get regular checkups or physicals because they don't have time, they forget to schedule the appointments, or they feel it's not necessary. What are some what are important medical checkups you think people should include in their 2019 health resolutions? Well, they're always going to be a little more, um, you know, individually focused depending on what your individual health challenges are. Um, I mean, the obvious stuff, you should be seeing your dentist a couple times a year. You should get a, a checkup. Um, you should get your spine checked regularly. Anything that you care about, you should have checked regularly. Um, it's just that simple. We don't wait till our engine seizes and then wait, say, oh, gee, it's a good time to change my oil now. You change your oil and you see the mechanic to make sure that your car continues to operate. And that's why you should get checkups. Not having time is really, in my book, not a good excuse. Everyone's busy, but you have to make time for what's important. You have to set your priorities. Um, we have a saying in our office, don't sacrifice your health for wealth. Um, there's an example of a gentleman who came to me for many years who had a, a host of spinal problems as he was in his 80s. But when I really got to know him and speak with him, he never did anything to really care for his spine throughout the course of his lifetime until it started to hurt. And then once he had problems, it's a lot harder to get rid of those problems than to prevent them. So just a little bit of prevention would have enhanced the quality of his life. He really didn't get to enjoy his golden years and all the money that he made because he had health challenges that really limited his ability to travel and do those other things. So, you know, the, the point I'm trying to make is you've got to make the time for what's important. Any checkup, any health professional can help you with their time, energy, and knowledge, but you have to make the time to get there in the first place. It's just that simple. Okay, now switching gears a little, mental health has become more widely discussed in recent years. So why should people focus on their own mental health and make that a priority in 2019? Um, that's a, a great statement because, you know, pretty much wherever your mind goes, your body goes. 
we've talked about stress on your show before and how it affects the body. And stress really comes from fight or flight. When we have things that are stressful to us, we interpret those things and our body shifts chemistry. We secrete a lot more uh, cortisol and adrenaline, which puts your body on a high alert. Um, your visual acuity, your pain sense sensitivity goes up when we're in, in stress and, and all those things. So mental health is super important because we all know that guy who's bitter and angry and in danger of losing his job. He's stressed out all, all the time and he's sick all the time. Someone who's, you know, got a new job, got a new girlfriend, they got that spring in their step, they're, they're moving along and, and they look great. And when they're under less stress, they have less of those hormones and their body actually heals and functions better. Because when we have those stress hormones floating through our body, it actually shuts down our immune system. Because when we're in stress and we're not in good mental health, our body spends more time trying to just, you know... Um, maintain it in fight or flight or in that survival mode rather than healing because when your body heals is truly when it's at rest so if you're not getting good quality rest because you're stressed out um, because your mental health and hygiene are poor then basically what you're going to see is an overloaded stressed out body that's not good at fighting infection and will be sick and will not function at its highest levels someone who's like you know really agitated and stressed out they're never going to be at the top of their game and be healthy. So it's really an important thing. So some people need professional help. They might need someone to talk to. Some people might be able to use um, self-stress management techniques like yoga and meditation. And, you know, although chiropractic can't stop your stress, it can certainly help you with the physical manifestations of stress, the pain and reduced function that often come along with it by getting pressure off the nerves and enhancing nerve system function and helping the body deal with that. And also exercise is another important uh, way of battling stress because it helps you burn out the adrenaline and cortisol that build up in your body. Okay, and you did just touch on sleep, but here's my question. Getting more sleep is a big issue for a lot of people. So should that be considered as a top New Year's health resolution? I mean, absolutely. If you know you're getting poor quality sleep, you know, the, the less you sleep, the harder it is for your body to heal and recuperate and regenerate. You know, our bodies are constantly replacing damaged cells with healthy new ones, and that happens at rest. So if you're not getting good rest, your body's not going to heal as efficiently as it should, and that is a very important thing. Um, you know, there was an interesting book that um, I haven't read it to cover to cover, so I don't want to claim that I did, but I glanced at it and read through a couple of chapters um, by Ariana Huffington um, about sleep. And, you know, she had like a major crisis in her life because she was burning the candle at both ends. And some of her insights in that book were really remarkable. And I highly recommend getting that book if you know anyone who has um, sleep issues or stress issues. Those are a really great resource, and her insights were very valuable. And she really changed her life and, and um, talks about it in the book. I found it was a great quality read. But, you know, basically, you know, talking about rest, yes, it's common sense, but it's hard. You know, we're under a lot of pressure these days. And, you know, people got to get here. We got to do that. They're trying to squeeze the most out of life. And so, yeah, sleep often gets compromised. So it is absolutely one of the top New Year's uh, resolution goals, even for myself, because, you know, we're working so hard and stuff. And there are times where I get home late and I don't get enough rest and it affects my performance as well. So I guess I need to listen to my own advice on my own show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Rubenstein. We know you're busy, so I just want to thank you for all of your time and your help today. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me again. 
And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can either go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 917-534-6484 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.